You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, and it is. Tuesday, March 23rd. Appreciate you joining me. Yesterday, I talked with Eric Hughes about some TCU baseball. Uh, just a quick update on them. Um, their game tonight against Tarleton State got postponed due to COVID, but don't worry. Probably should have phrased that better and given you a warning before. Uh, Tarleton is the team that's dealing with COVID issues. So TCU should be all good to go for their Big 12 opener Friday against Baylor. Uh, I don't think this is a huge deal. Coaches want to play these midweek games if they can. It helps keep you in rhythm. It helps you stay sharp. But, you know, I I know Jim will have ways around it. You lose a few of these every year because of weather. It is going to get rescheduled, and I don't have the date in front of me right now. I apologize about that. But Tarleton State not playing TCU tonight in Fort Worth. Uh, They're going to match up with Baylor on Friday, and that'll be a three-game series at Lepton Stadium as they start Big 12 play. I want to start today, though. We actually, in segment two and three, we're going to have some audio. Uh, Gary Patterson spoke at Pro Day uh, on Friday. Trayvon Merrick also spoke at Pro Day. So I'll let you sample some of what they said to the assembled media there. But I wanted to uh, get into first some quotes. Gary Patterson also had a media availability on Monday. I'm talking about spring practice. And one thing that he said that caught a lot of people's attention was when he was asked about Chandler Morris and kind of how he's progressing and Max Duggan uh, talking about spring ball, he said that Chandler Morris has not been released. Um, He has not been released by Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. So he's not currently, you know, working with the team. Um, and, And that sort of set off a firestorm. Now, I mean... Here's basically the situation. Um, Lincoln Riley is going to let Chandler Morris transfer, but it seems like he's basically going to hold him uh, hostage for spring ball. Now, uh, is that petty? Yes, it is. (laughs) But Gary didn't – I mean, Gary wasn't really whining about this. I saw some Oklahoma fans being like, oh, Gary's complaining. I don't really think that was the case. I mean, he was asked a question. He said it very matter-of-factly. He didn't say it was sorry for Lincoln Riley to do that, which he could have. What he said was, hey, he hasn't released him yet, which is true. And, I mean, you know, he didn't say anything other than uh, what what was true and what was factual. Now, I think Gary's savvy, and I feel like the public pressure and the public response to this – might lead to Lincoln uh, releasing Chandler earlier than um, he might have planned just because usually when these things get out, it's a bad look for the school that's holding the player back from going where they want to. And with that public pressure, they just say, okay, you know, here, go. Go ahead, get on with your life, and go get to work with the other team. As a fan base, I'd just say, like, yeah, it's fine to clown Lincoln for this, um, and I'll join you in doing that same time though be careful because there's always the chance that our team could do the same <laughs> our team could do the same thing right like if uh if a player at tcu tries to transfer to west virginia you know or, or something similar we'll see kind of how the coaching staff handles that but what does that mean for the quarterback situation i mean i, I think it makes it more clear that max duggan's going to be the starter uh especially week one going into the season Chandler Morris will be a good option to have if he's eligible. 
um, whether that's because of you know an injury or if things don't go as planned. I'm just fascinated now by what exactly they sold Chandler Morris on. And I'm not complaining about him coming. I think you can never have enough good players, especially at the quarterback position. And having depth there is huge because they haven't had that depth in the past few seasons. But Max Duggan, unless he has some sort of crazy jump his junior year, he's not going to the NFL after next season. So you're talking about two years where – he'll be the starter as long as he plays well and um, stays healthy. Or it seems like that's the case right now. And I know Chandler has multiple years of eligibility, and if he has to sit out this season because of transfer rules, then maybe this kind of all takes care of itself because he can sit for a year, sit behind Duggan for another year when he's eligible, and then come in and be the starter if he wins the job. But he left a situation in Oklahoma where Spencer Rattler is going to be there for at least one more season. And then Caleb Williams uh, from, you know, Washington state, not the college. That's where he played his high school ball in the state of Washington is the number one quarterback in the country. I think coming in this, this season, he's a five-star recruit. He's an absolute monster. So it's gonna be tough for him to win the job, but now he's at a spot where (laughs) You know, Duggan could be here for a couple more seasons. Sam Jackson, freshman coming in. Does he push for that job after Duggan leaves? Because he'll potentially be a redshirt sophomore, a junior by the time that rolls around. And I know these are all hypotheticals. And they're kind of pointless to talk about because we can look up in a year or a year and a half or two years and say, hey, that played out completely different than we expected. I just wonder what they kind of sold Chandler on to get him to TCU. And maybe they didn't have to sell him much at all. Maybe he just wanted to be here. And and that's great. He has his reasons for making the choice, but I would just be surprised if they were talking to him and saying, Oh yeah, you can be a really valuable piece as a backup. Cause the reason he left is because he was a backup. Now there's only so many power five uh, schools in the country and there's only so many that have quarterback openings it, it it's just interesting to me that this is where he ended up but I'm happy he did and I think there will be opportunities for him uh, he just might have to be patient and I mean that that's fine if that's the route he wants to go then he's he's more than welcome to do that and we'll see once he finally gets released and gets on the team what he looks like and how he can help the roster. But that's sort of your your nugget from GP's media availability, and we'll cover more of that throughout the week. Uh, coming up next, though, let's hear what he said at TCU's Pro Day. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. Let's talk about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness continues to roll long. And if you didn't have a gr- if your bracket is busted and you're like, man, I don't really have much incentive to keep watching these games. All my teams are out. Why don't you go to betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, get a 20% sign-on bonus, and uh, start trying to wager some money. Start trying to make some money. Listen to the advice that Lee Sterling gives on these lines, on these teams. Start trying to make some money today. Betonline.ag, they have everything you need for college football. When uh, that rolls back around, but college basketball right now, baseball season, hockey's in full swing. They cover it all. Betonline.ag, sign up today. Back here on Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I've been teasing this for a couple days. 
Uh, so I want you to go ahead and hear it. Here's Gary Patterson speaking with the media on Friday at TCU's Pro Day. Coach, with all the first-rounders that you've had, I mean, was there more higher high-end NFL brass than maybe normal or about the same? I mean, how did you read that? Well, you know, uh, one of the things is also having a good plan. Uh, we set a, a, a pro day where there wasn't a lot of other high-level high, high level pro days. So you had two head coaches. You had Matt Rule here. Uh, you had Sean Payton here, which I just sit down a couple of hours with for lunch. You know, get a chance to talk. Really appreciate those guys coming because it's it says, you know, it's really what it says where we progressed as a program. Uh, you had Rick Spillman, you had you had your GM, GMs, you had uh, national scout leader, director, leaders, uh, you know, DB coach. Usually you always have the the position coach start showing up, you know, when you have a first or second round guy uh, that's going to go high and how they do things. They want to get to know them, not just how they do drills, but really how they handle things, how they uh, how they speak, how they communicate, how they set in settings, because that's a lot. That's a lot of that anymore uh that's important uh to these guys you know longevity of how they handle themselves so um you know it's, it was good because trey got an opportunity to talk to guys really all him and wallow sit down for about an hour with sean uh up at lunch and so you know it's these guys don't get a chance to uh, these head coaches don't get a chance to meet these guys as much as what the regional scout does or some of them so it's especially with COVID where the, you know, the scouts come, can't come in our building and, and TCU guys actually uh, benefit when you can put them on the board and they can talk scheme and do things. And really, you know, we've been hurt a little bit by it, even though we've had guys, we've been hurt a little bit by it here this last season and then going into this one. Uh, but it was, it was like it was today. It was, it was a, uh, it was a positive thing having all these guys here. You know, we fed everybody lunch, you know, really appreciated them taking the time to be at the pro day, you know, cause we only had five guys. Uh, it was a small class. And when you have five guys, obviously you have to have some really high guys that have a chance to be going high to, uh, for those kind of things to work, but it, it was fun. It was, it was, it was a good time for me. Yeah. Gary, Gary, can you just talk about the significance for the program? You guys have had uh, first round picks the last two years. Trey could obviously make it three years, just kind of how that's elevated the program, uh, so to speak. Yeah, I think it's like five out of the last six, isn't it? We've had guys going and doing stuff, but it's, you know, it's, we've always had, you know, if you go back to Jerry Hughes, you get, you know, it's, I think one of the things that's happened is we've had really good players. I think we're just becoming, they're going to, they're becoming a lot more known. And, you know, one of the things that comes out with the TCU player is just how they handle stuff and, they, and how they work and how they do things. And uh, that's becoming more of a, uh, besides the, athletic ability that's becoming a lot more important with the social media and how young people handle themselves outside of the office uh and how they're going to be in the community and how they work uh, because of of you know for us it's going to be you know uh, where you can automatic transfer for uh you know in the nfl how they uh you know from being a, a guy that's a free agent is you know what kind of persons does he stay around does he um is he always is money the most important thing? Is uh, being part of a good program, uh, franchise, a more important thing? I mean, it's guys that can that can think for themselves and and uh, you know and go through concepts and so um, all these things, these kind of situations. The more these guys can get here um, and get a chance to see our program, 
and meet our kids, the better off. And that was the sad part today that you didn't get a chance to have your own players, your, your younger players, which, you know, usually you guys that have been at our uh, pro day, usually we would have all of our NFL guys back. So they'd come back and you'd have 60 or 70, whether they were guys that are playing right now or used to play. And then they'd come over to my house for dinner uh, that night. And then you'd have pro day and you'd go about your business. And, uh, you know, it's so it, we're not quite back to where it was, because, but there was because there were so many NFL guys here. Uh, so many personnel guys it was uh it seemed like it was it was quite an event and which is exactly what you're trying to get accomplished for your kids you want you know these kids went through so much in a covid in a covid season for them to get an opportunity to uh to be able to uh perform and and work out for these guys like they did and these guys to pay attention to them is a big deal for us i mean it's and it would be a big deal for anybody to be honest with you well, and then Gary, can you just talk about what Trey would bring to an NFL team uh, in particular? Well, number one, it's, I mean, you already, I mean, I think you already know the answer. Every, every NFL team's looking for somebody. They all look for something different. Um, just as Bozzy size, most people, when they look for safety, safeties are in the box guys a lot of times and for his size. And, and what you get with uh, Trey is you get a man player uh, for his size, which is as uncommon, which is uncommon for, uh, a safety his size, it's going to be, you know, when he plays somewhere between the 205 to 210 range, uh, usually there to be a nickel safety, they're going to be smaller. And so it might even be a corner. So he's a guy that he can do that. He can do a lot of things and he can be very versatile with what they're trying to get accomplished. Yeah, hi, Gary. Um, just I covered the Philadelphia Eagles for uh, SI.com. And I just wanted to ask you, the Eagles have drafted, you know, a few of your players these last couple of years with Jalen Rager last year and couple linemen in previous years prior and Vitae, uh, that relationship between your program and the Eagles, I mean, has that developed, uh, you know, what, what is that relationship like? Well, you know, I, um, you know, it usually comes down to the front office. What kind of, I think one of the things they like about, you know, I've always thought of the Eagles of being, you know, they like tough, you know, it's the, the city is a, of a, a, you know, kind of a tough mentality. And I think a lot of guys, guys, TCU guys are kind of like, We've, at least we try to pride ourselves in being guys that are like that. You know, with Big V, he actually started, I think, when we uh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Uh, Matt, Matthew, Matthew Pryor, which has been there, and then Jalen Rager, I think, which he's, I think he's going to get keep getting better past his rookie season. He just, you know, staying healthy. But it's, I think, I think one of the things is just the mentality of the type of kid that comes out of TCU, and. And then the athletic ability. Obviously, if you don't have the athletic ability, they're not going to draft you in the first or second round. But you know those other guys, where I think we're like fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere in that category. But it's, I think they like it because you know team team is important. And so I think, you know, as we keep going, I think more of our guys, if we keep doing a good job of evaluating and bringing good athletes that can become good players, you know, and there's a difference. There's a lot of great athletes, not necessarily they become great football players. If we keep doing that, then and we can still instill everything that you get coming through our program in three or four years, then I think that we'll have an opportunity. And I think the Eagles, that's one of the reasons I look at, you know, at being a problem is because that's the kind of player that, uh, you know, the city's known for. 
That's Gary Patterson at TCU's Pro Day. We'll come back and hear from Trayvon Merrick. Before we do that, though, I wanted to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the earth, on the planet. It's great. It's fantastic. 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar five grams of carbs it's good fuel for your body it's perfect to have before you go to for a workout or just before you go in for work like i do i grab a built bar i take it with me it's a great snack to have while you're on the go they're currently doing uh, built bar madness which is a cool kind of bracket that they're doing online at builtbar.com or uh, on the built bar twitter page you can look at your their favorite flavors match up vote for who you think should win if you don't have a favorite flavor maybe you should try to find one go to builtbar.com today use the promo code locked on 20 get 20 percent off your next order or get 20 percent off your first order builtbar.com final segment today here on locked on horn frogs your daily tcu podcast uh, tomorrow we'll have some more news and notes. I'll, I'll break down a little bit more. I'll go into detail, but I will let you know. Uh, Mickey Pearson, who is part of the TCU basketball team, um, he is in the transfer portal. Mickey only averaged a couple points all season, didn't play significant minutes, but he was you know, one of those bench depth pieces that they had on the roster. So he's in the transfer portal. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We'll also get more into uh, what Gary Patterson said during his spring football media availability. But right now, here's Trayvon Merrig from TCU's Pro on Friday. Hey Trey, uh, just talk about your pro day, how, how you think it went, and do you feel like you, you kind of solidified yourself as the number one safety uh, with, with what you're able to do today? Uh, I think pro day went, you know, pretty smooth, pretty decent. Um, obviously, you know, had a little, little low back, minor, you know, strain, but uh, nothing too too serious, nothing major. Um, think I could have ran a little faster, did some things a little better, but um, you know, it is what it is. I'm happy with my performance. Um, you know with the circumstances um but as far as the first safety uh i, I let the people decide that um you know i just want to go out there play ball have fun and just kind of do my thing so i'll leave that up to the people to decide trayvon you're one of the best players in the upcoming draft can you talk about the journey it took for you to get there yeah definitely um just a lot of man just hard work dedication i mean um as soon as i got to tcu uh they showed me the ropes they showed me how to be a leader accountable um and just you know kind of the the guy on the defense that, you know, tells everybody what to do is kind of the quarterback of the defense. So I would just say, you know, just a long, just a long journey of hard work, dedication, um, just being a good person, a good teammate, uh, somebody you can rely on, somebody that shows up every day uh, wanting to put put in the work. So um, I just say that throughout my whole life. That's what I've been doing to, to end up where I'm at. A quick follow up. Different, different schemes will be put in by different coaches in the NFL. So will you look to, have more of an open mindset when it comes to learning different schemes? Definitely. Um, that, like I said before, I think being at TCU allowed me to play uh, different spots on the field, just show my versatility. So I think what, you know, whatever team comes and gets me, um, I can fit in their scheme wherever they need me. I just want to be the best at whatever the position they put me at. So I definitely think I can be more versatile and, you know, fill a bunch of needs. Thanks, Trayvon. Thank you. Hey, Trayvon, uh, George Stoya with the Denver Gazette. I was wondering, have you spoken with the Broncos at all? Uh, I have. I have actually recently. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, how have those now. conversations gone uh, with the Broncos? And are you familiar at all with their defense? Actually, Justin Simmons signed the highest paying safety yep. contract today, actually. What do you know about them? Um, it, the conversations have been good. The uh, meetings have gone really well. Um, you know, kind of just background stuff. Um you know, we're setting one, maybe setting someone up in the future, possibly. Um, but yeah, I did see Justin Simmons. Uh, it was a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know, like you said, I don't know much about them, but um, I think 
if they pick me up, you know, obviously be able to go in there and uh, and learn the scheme, learn the defense and be able to, um, you know, show up. Hey, Trey, uh, you mentioned, um, you know, your versatility and your ability to, to do a little bit of everything uh, in terms of your conversations with teams. What have they been focused on primarily? Has there been, hey, we want you to play, you know, deep third, deep half. We want you to play more nickel. I mean, what have those conversations been like? Yeah. They've actually said the same things I've been saying. They said, um, you know, they use their safeties in multiple roles. So if you if you can come here and be versatile, um, that'll just help you just help you, you know, even more. So they think. Um, I can fit in and, and plug and play anywhere they need me. Um, and, and that's kind of the talks right now. There hasn't hasn't really been any specific uh, positions that they've said. They just said all over the field, wherever they need me. And just following up, have you met with the Packers? And, and what was that conversation like, if so? Yeah, yeah I met with the Packers. Uh, a couple of good talks, a couple of good conversations, um, just like the rest. Um, uh, you know, kind of just getting to know me, um, talking defense. Um, but they, I think all my interviews have been pretty solid, pretty good. Uh, meetings with teams I like everybody so it's been pretty good yeah I know uh, uh, Sean Payton was out at uh, at the pro day today just what's it like having you know some NFL head coaches checking you out uh, you know getting their eyes on you right uh, definitely a crazy uh, feeling um, you know growing up seeing head coaches coach you know great teams especially um, but it was it's a blessing you know to have all these eyes out here watching us especially some GMs and head coaches um, so you know it would you know, I wasn't too too nervous, but I was just ready to go out there and, you know, kind of do my thing um, with them watching. So it was definitely exciting and, and uh, blessing. And as a follow up, uh, you mentioned kind of like how your meetings have gone. Is there anything you're trying to show or get across to the coaches and different teams uh, that maybe didn't show up on film? Um, and that's a good question. Probably I, I probably just, you know, I would say um, every team that I talk to, I just try to tell them and show them my versatility. Um, showing that I know defense, that I can communicate and process, um, that I can do it at all levels, whether it be single high, two high, um, down the slot. Um, so, yeah, I, I would just say that. Appreciate it. Hey, it's uh, Greg Sherman, Mr. Bowtie here in San Antonio. First off, Trayvon, congrats on the uh, success so far. Thank you. We, we're going to have three guys, it looks like, going into the draft. Uh, you, Caden Stearns, as well as Kellen Mond. Two-part question. Number one, just a thought on having three guys from San Antonio that are going to get drafted pretty high. And number two, I guess trying to help represent San Antonio because our high schools haven't had as much success in recent years. Just a thought on both of those, please. Right. Yeah, I think it's a big time. You know, like you said, um, you know, that area isn't really heavily recruited, heavily looked at as a, as a football city's football area. So I think, you know, us three um, being able to do that, have that opportunity, just put, you know, 2-0 on the map, put San Antonio on the map, uh, you know, gives courage to the younger guys looking up to us um, to do the same thing and to pursue, pursue the same goals. Um, but yeah, like you said, I definitely think um, this will be a big step for San Antonio kids playing any sport. Um to step up and, and, and see that, you know, others done it before them in the same area that they've grown up in. And a quick follow-up, Ty Summers, of course, a couple of years ago, drafted 226. Uh, he's a San Antonio guy. Have you talked to him at all about going through this process since he went through all of this uh, dog and pony show a couple of years ago? Right. Yeah, he told me a lot. Just, you know, basically everybody's going to want their hand out. Everybody's going to want to, um, you know, come talk to you, say they know you. But at the end of the day, you just got to keep your loved ones close. Um, you know, know where you come from, stay humble and just go out there and have fun. Trayvon Merrick and Gary Patterson will have more audio going throughout the week. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.